This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Passive Income Group 360 the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Passive Income Group 360, the podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Michelle. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a listener of the show, you know it has been a minute. It's been a minute since I have uh, posted an episode, but I'm back uh, for 2024. I hope everyone had a great 2023. And if you are still thinking about starting a business, or if you did start a business last year, I hope it did fantastic. If it didn't, guess what? If you're still here, that means you still have time to reach your goals. Okay. So don't give up, stay motivated. And, um, but today I want to talk to you about something that I think is super important for any business. It doesn't matter what kind of business you're trying to start, launch, grow, email marketing, I think is super important. And I don't know why everybody doesn't try to grow an email list to utilize that as a way to market to your customers, potential customers. I'm not sure people think it doesn't work, but just, you know, think about the email list that you've subscribed to and why you subscribe to it. Because I'm sure everyone listening has subscribed to someone's list, either to get something for free or to get some kind of a discount or to get something that they were offering in exchange for your email. So email marketing is alive and well. And whether you have a blog, whether you're selling on Amazon or an Etsy, whatever you're doing, you can benefit from having an email list, which is your own, you know, private community that you can, you know, communicate with to find out what it is they need, uh, what it is that they could uh, use. If you're thinking about selling products and you're not sure what type of product to offer, you build yourself a community of people who are your people. So there are great benefits to it. And you know, maybe I'll cover all the benefits to that in another episode. But today, I really just want to encourage you to consider starting one. All right. And if you do want to start one, the first step would be to come up with some type of a lead magnet or freebie or something to give them in exchange for their email address. So it can be a discount code. It can be access to a video or audio file, ebook, whatever makes sense for your customers or potential customers. Consider offering that. And it should be something good. You don't want to make something, you know, trashy just because it's free. You want to still offer something that's valuable. So if people see you offering something that's valuable, 
they'll be curious to know what they'll get if they actually spend money with you. So offer something good. Offer something that you could actually charge for, really. And once you decide what that thing is, and I'll leave a link in the show notes to a list. It's a free list of 53 digital product ideas that you can use either as products to sell or as lead magnets, so things that you can offer to your potential customers. And it goes beyond just a simple or basic uh, checklist or tracker. And those things are, are useful and helpful, don't get me wrong. But I know that a lot of people talk about offering checklists and trackers, and there are just a lot of other things that you can offer as lead magnets. So I'll leave that link and you can grab that if you need some ideas of some, you know, maybe more unique things that you can offer your, your potential subscriber. So once you decide, and I'm hoping that you will decide to go ahead and uh, take this email list seriously, I want to give you five elements of a great welcome email. All right. So the welcome email is the first email or the first set of emails that your new subscriber will receive once they decide to get onto your fantastic, fabulous list that is going to offer them something amazing. And that the first thing is the subject line. That's the first thing that you see before you even open the email. So you know the, the subject line has got to be interesting. It's got to be something that'll make them curious to actually open the email. If, right? If you put the whole, you give away the whole store in the subject line, they may decide, eh, it's not worth me opening this because I'm not even interested in what they're offering. Because you told the whole story in the subject line. There's no curiosity, there's no intrigue, there's nothing. So in that subject line, you've got to put something in there, some type of a teaser or something to make that person want to open the email, right? So you can use their first name and I'm not sure, you know, it kind of depends on what, what system you decide to use for your emails. But if you use something like Klaviyo or even ConvertKit, you can set it up that way where you can put the recipient's first name in that subject line. This makes it more personal. It lets that person know that, okay, this, they are talking to me, even though they probably know it, you know, obviously they're not the only person getting the email. It feels more personal. So if you can put their name in the subject line, that's great. You want to keep it clear, but you want to keep it brief. So you don't want to put a paragraph worth of text in the subject line but something, you know, relatively short and, and sweet. And you want to maybe even take advantage of preview text. And preview text is just a little bit of additional text that will show up underneath your subject line. So you can kind of put a teaser in the subject line and then give them just a little bit more in the preview text to get them to actually open that email. So you want to make them curious enough to actually open it up. And the next thing is you want to make sure that you've got great on-brand email copy. The email copy is just basically just the text of your email. So once the person opens up the email and think about yourself, when you open up an email from a new company, you know, you signed up because you wanted to get $50 off your purchase. So you may not have been thinking about future emails. You just wanted to get that discount. But once you get the discount, guess what? Two days later, you're going to get an email from that company, and that may be part of their welcome uh, sequence. So when you open that email, what are you expecting to see? Because at this point, you're saying, okay, I got the discount. 
Now, why did I subscribe again? You know, what is, what's in it for me? So you want to make sure that you answer that question for your subscriber. All right. So you want to describe the value of your products or your services in a compelling way, right? You want to grip them so that they're thinking, oh, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. I didn't know they offered all of this. Let me keep reading to see how it can benefit me because it's, it's all about them, right? This is not, you know, an email sequence where we're just all talking about us and how great we are. We're trying to focus on what it is they want or what it is it they need to make them feel as though they can get that from you. So uh, let's see, you want to describe the value of your products in a compelling way, maybe offer something in exchange for subscribing where well, you did that already because they say landed on your list and maybe think about using social proof to even build more credibility and trust. So let's say in that email after you got your discount, you said, um, you know what, if you invite a friend or suggest, you know, us to a friend, we'll give you an additional discount or we'll give you something else. When that subscriber forwards that email to their friend, that's providing social proof that your brand is worthwhile because that other person will get an email from their friend saying that your company is so great that they were willing to share it with a friend. They don't have to know that they, you know, received the discount in exchange for doing that. They'll just see that it was forwarded by someone that they trust. And that provides built-in social proof for you, which is great. All right. So that's number two. You want to create great on-brand email copy. And that takes practice. It takes time to learn how to do that. But a good way of learning how to do that is just paying attention to the emails that you receive. And think about what made you open that email, what made you keep reading. So just start to, you know, think about emails and be more intentional about it. Instead of just deleting them, as soon as they come into your inbox, take a look at them and see what they're using in their email copy and, and think to yourself, is that something that's compelling? Is this something that I would want to emulate or copy, not copy, but emulate and use as uh, a template for my own emails or not? All right, but just pay more attention to emails now, you know, when you receive them. Number three is you want to make sure that your email's design is attractive. So you want to make sure that it's, it doesn't have to be, you know, flowery, you know, and all that. It can just be a basic text email, but you want to make sure that it's attractive, that you don't have typos, that you don't have, you know, all of your like big walls of text, you know, leave a lot of space, you know, in between your sentences so it's easy to read. Because if you've got big blocks, big paragraphs in your email, it's going to turn people off because they don't, you know, people don't want more work to do. Try to make it so that it's easy on the eyes and it's easy for them to skim through, right? If you are able to put videos in there, that may be something that would make sense for your business. Uh, if you, for example, let's say you have um, a, well, for example, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the store Crumble. It's a cookie store. But to me, they've got, they've got to me the best website I've ever seen because they feature the cookies of the week on the website in a way that just makes you want to go to the store and buy it right then, right? It's a close-up of the cookies. Um, you know, the cookies, if they're moving across the page and they look delicious. So I would imagine that they would do the same uh, with their emails. I'm not sure. Or if you go to the movies and if you sit through the previews, sometimes they'll show you know, the popcorn and the soda beforehand and that the video is zoomed in 
so you can see the the condensation of the <laughs> of the glass and the ice cubes and the soda looks so good that even if you don't drink soda, you're thinking, wow, that looks really good. So you want your emails and if you've got videos within the emails to be so enticing that they just, they can't click away. They can't click away. All right. And if they do delete it, guess what? They're going to open that next email to see, okay, well, that last email was, you know, was interesting. Let me see what they're offering now. So don't make it boring, make it attractive because you want them to keep opening your emails. It's not going to be just one email. It's going to be a whole sequence. So make sure that you leave them with something that'll make them want to open the next one. Okay. Number four would be to include a convincing call to action. So what is it that you want them to do throughout this sequence of emails? And some of the best welcome emails are the ones that inspire their subscribers to actually take some type of action. It may not be to buy anything. It could be to take a quiz, uh, to engage them, to learn more about your subscriber. It could be to showcase your products. Maybe you want to familiarize them with what it is you offer and maybe not make a sale, but just let them know who you are and what you are offering. It could be to participate in a survey to get an idea of, you know, how you can better serve them in the future, but whatever it is, make sure that you put that call to action front and center. Don't put it at the bottom. Like, Oh, by the way, could you please do this? You know, put it front and center so that they know what it is you want them to do. Um, you'd be surprised uh, how many times emails will go out with no call to action. And if there's not, if you're not asking them to do anything, they won't do it. So think of what you want them to do, what information you want to gather, what's what you want to offer them and make sure that it's, it's clear when they open their email. And then you also want to make sure number five, to put in your clear value proposition. And that's just basically answering the question, what's in it for me, right? So when someone subscribes to your list um, and they are opening your email, they've, they've done their part, right? They gave you the email address and they're opening the email. So now it's your turn, right? So now it's your turn to say, okay, you gave me your email address. Here's why I asked for it, right? So if you're a yoga instructor, uh, you're going to help someone find peace and balance. Make that clear. Right? If you're offering a cooking class that will uh, make, let's say you make offering a cooking class and you're telling people, I'll make it so your family will never want to order out again. That's a value proposition. Or, um, you know, I'm going to make sure that once you come to my salon, that you'll never want to do your own hair at home again, but you always want to come in for this uh, exclusive salon experience. Let them know what it is you offer and make it attractive. And remember, people are attracted to that promise, right? People are attracted to whatever change or transformation or benefit that you're offering, not the product itself. So you don't want to focus on, you know, I use this type of shampoo or conditioner in my shop. Make, make them want to come in because they're going to feel as though they're being pampered. They're going to feel like an A-list celebrity when they come to your shop. They, they, people don't care about the, the, the product that you're selling. They want to feel like that A-list celebrity, right? They want to feel transformed. So make sure you, you, you feature that or highlight that in your email. All right. So now that you have those, you know, just five tips on things that you want to include in your welcome sequence, 
here are just three tips to growing a healthy email list. Remember that your first email should go out immediately. So if you're saying, I'll give you this coupon for your email address, make sure that as soon as you, as soon as they hit send, they get that welcome email with whatever it is you promised. Don't send the welcome email out saying, Hey, this is so-and-so I have a great business and you didn't offer, you didn't give them what they signed up to get. That's number one. Make sure you always give them what they requested immediately. And that will be along with, well, that's, that's included in your welcome email, the very first one. After that, I would suggest waiting maybe at least a day um, between emails because people do not like being bombarded with emails, three, four emails a day. Because I know for me personally, that's the quickest way to get me to unsubscribe. Even if I enjoy the content, if there are too many emails, I'll unsubscribe because it's, it's just too much. So I don't want to be emailed several times a day or even every day. So I would not send them every day. And that was up to you. Maybe for your target audience, that's ideal. But if you're not sure and you're just starting out, I would try maybe every other day or maybe once every three days at first, um, just to get a feel. If people are unsubscribing, then maybe it's too too frequent. You know, I don't know. You really have to play around with that and do a lot of A-B testing and see what works best for you or and for your for your subscribers. Some people say send them out every day or every other day. So you you'll have to test that out for yourself and see what works best. Uh, timing, look, it's, it's, it's about timing, but it's also about segmenting your list as well. So if you send out a lead magnet to people, right, and you get 100 people on your list, not all 100 people are going to be interested in the exact same thing. So if you're offering a service, they're not going to all be in the same place at the same time. So you don't want to address everyone as if they are right? You want to segment your group so that you're talking to them where they are. Okay. So there may be, you may have to find out by, you know, offering a survey. And then once they respond to the survey, you know what, you know, list to put them on, but you've got to figure out a way to segment your group so that you're talking to them in the place that they're where they are. So for example, I have people on my list who are interested in selling digital products have people who are not interested in selling digital products who just want to grow a blog and there are other people who don't want to do either they may want to write a novel and sell that on amazon if i send them all the same email guess what <laughs> one of those groups or two of those groups are likely to unsubscribe because they'll feel as though i'm not talking to them right so it's important to make sure that you're speaking to the group in a way that makes them feel as though you're talking directly to them, not like they're in the wrong group <laughs> or that they're on the wrong list because they're unsubscribed. All right. So I know if you're just starting out, it does seem like a lot, but what I'm basically saying is you want to start your list. And if you're new to it, don't worry about segmenting. But once you start to grow and you've got a bunch of people on your list, think to yourself, okay, do I want to create different buckets? for different people. And then going forward, just make sure that you try to send out emails to the right people at the right time and then to the right groups, right? So you're not talking over their head or just talking to them in a way that they just don't understand. All right, and then the last thing is use double opt-ins. 
So instead of just letting someone get on your list, like just putting their email address and boom, welcome you on the list, make it so that they've got to click on something in their email because that'll help make sure that it's not bots or anything else compromising your deliverability, right? If you make them go to their email, go in there, check a box or something to confirm that they want to be on your list, you'll have better delivery rates, which is important um, because Gmail and different providers are trying to protect you really by not letting certain things get through. So you may have to prove that it's you, um, just do double opt-ins just to be on the safe side. They go to the email, they verify that it's them, and then they can get whatever thing it is that you promised them. And that'll let your email provider know that there are real people opening your emails and that there's no risk of, you know, spam or bots or anything like that, uh, compromising your email list. Okay. So basically what I'm saying is regardless of what you're selling, Try to think of something that you can offer a customer or potential customer to get them onto your welcome series, all right? And then set up maybe five to seven emails in your welcome series that will go out to that person or those people maybe once every other day and think about the things that I've told you when you're forming your emails and just continue to grow your list, all right? And then once you have people on your list, then you can also do more research and figure out what sequence you want to actually put them in next because there are other sequences besides the welcome sequence. This is just, you know, the, the welcome email that goes out once you send that lead magnet. But once they're in your universe, then there are other sequences that you can, you can send after that. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. So that's it. That's going to do it for me. So I'll leave that list of 53 digital product ideas in case you want to offer one of those as a lead magnet. And if you have any other questions, as usual, feel free to reach out to me either on the podcast website, passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast, or you can email me. My email address is also on the website. And uh, yeah, as usual, thank you so much for listening. Please follow the show, leave comments and show ideas, suggestions are always welcome. And I look forward to hearing from you. So thanks for listening. And until next time, peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.